Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the first ever edition of the Gambling Couch Podcast. Uh, my name is Connor Butts, uh, and I'm here with my co-host, Justin. Uh, we'll be bringing uh, gambling content from all sports and uh, all kinds throughout um, throughout the summer, throughout the fall, throughout the winter and spring, uh, year-round. Uh, Justin, what do you like to say? Yeah, man, I'm just excited to, to get this going. We've been talking about it for a while. Um, it's something we talk about a lot, and, you know, might as well just make it a podcast. I'm excited to get going. Yeah, no, I think it's going to be great. Um, obviously, we're a part of the Lovecast uh, family of podcasts. So the guests, Max Labelzik, we'll have guests um, on Frequently, Max, Jordan, and uh, Feigenbaum, as well as others, will definitely be joining us frequently on the podcast to give their picks uh, and their insight in the gambling world. But for this episode, we just thought we'd stick with the two of us um, just to get you guys familiar with what we're about and what we're going to do here on this channel. Um, so Justin, why don't you? Why don't we start with the uh, the most important game for us coming up in the next couple of days? It's the Celtics Heat. Heat open at minus one and a half. Um, what do you think? Of, what do you think about the spread? Yeah. So um, obviously coming off a big time series, uh, big game seven the other day for the Celtics. So as a Celtics fan, really excited to get into it. Uh, I, I think very highly of this team. Uh, as you mentioned, Heat come in minus one and a half. Um, I think, I mean, I know we talked about this a little bit before. I think this could go one of two ways. Um, you mentioned, you think a big factor of it's going to be, you know, the Celtics are coming off of literally just playing yesterday, uh, having to travel to Miami, playing game tomorrow night. Meanwhile, the heat, you know, they've, they've had some time off. They took care of the Sixers a lot faster. Um, so they've, they've been, they've been having some time to prepare. So I know you mentioned, you think that, that the heat are going to cover this, um, and I can definitely see that happening. Um, but, you know, I also think you could look at it a different way. I feel like sometimes having that that longer layover uh, in between series can actually uh, be a negative thing. So, personally, I don't I don't really know if I have a stand on, on the spread here uh, as of right now because I, I can see it going one of two ways. But, um, yeah, I, I do think I do think the Heat uh, could definitely get there, especially especially uh, with game one being in Miami. I think um, I really think the Heat are going to cover this spread, um, and this is that's coming from a diehard Celtics fan, two diehard Celtics fans. Um, yeah. I think the Heat just have a lot of, in their favor right now. Uh, Miami's an insanely tough place to play. The Celtics just went a grueling seven. Um, you know, traveling to Miami after shutting down the Bucks and holding them to eighty-one points. Although, granted, they didn't shoot well, it was still a battle, uh, and it, you know, it was a battle for the whole series. Uh, I, I think the Celtics are a little a little bruised, a little battered, uh, both yep. mentally and physically. I think that's that was a very taxing series we just went through. And a lot of people were saying that that was the Eastern Conference Finals and whoever won that series was going to win uh, the Heat series. And I don't think the Heat are a cakewalk team. Um, I think I don't think there's goes to Bucks, but I definitely think that they're still, uh, you know, title contenders of the one seed for a reason. They're here for a reason. Um, I think this, what the spread says about what Vegas thinks about this series um, it reflects similarly to the Bucks series. The Bucks were one and a half favorites at home, uh, two point favorites at home. I think the Vegas knows that the Celtics are the better team here. Yeah. Um, but I think in game one, you got to give the Heat a little edge with what uh, what just happened with the Celtics, what they're going through right now just to get to Miami. Um, I think that Miami does have the edge here, and that's why I'm going to actually – I'm actually going to take Miami minus one and a half tomorrow. Um, I think they just have too many um, – 
too many factors in their favor to not come out and uh, put on a strong performance in game one. I like that. I like the sound of that a lot. Um, um, obviously, being yeah. a Celtics fan too, it's hard. It's hard to go with that, but no, I, I definitely see that. And I think what? I think home court is going to prove to be huge in this series. Um, yeah, no, as you mentioned, Miami, very very tough place to play. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the next thing I want to talk about is the total. We have a total of two hundred three and a half. That's a that's yeah. a pretty damn small, pretty damn small total. Um, yeah, absolutely. It's really low. It's really low. Uh, but rightfully so. We have two amazing defensive teams. Uh, what do you think this? What like? What are you thinking about this total stuff? Uh, stops. Yeah. Um, obviously, seeing it right off, you think, "Wow, that's that's very low." But I mean, as you mentioned, these are probably, you know, these are these are some of the best defensive teams, if not the two de- best defensive teams in the entire league. Um, and we just saw the Celtics hold the Bucks to what? What was it yesterday? 80, 80, 80 something points? 81, 81 points, 87, um, something like that. Yeah. Low 80s. So, yeah, I mean, both of these teams are going to be playing high-level defense. Uh, so, yeah, honestly, I'm going to wait to see what happens a little bit more with the line. Um and where some of the where some of the money is going to be coming in at, but I, I do I do like the under, I do. Yeah. So so just so everyone knows, we're recording this Monday, May sixteenth, um, Monday night. So a lot of the, um, you know, lines obviously aren't finalized. I think I think the publics or I know the publics all over the heat. I can see that line moving to two. I don't see it getting to two and a half, but definitely two. Um, with the public being all over the heat, just natural line movement. Um, in the under it's the over under it's, it's, it's so low that everyone I think is going to be tempted to go over. Um, and I think that's a perfect place for the under to hit. I think the heat are going to be able to come out and play their game of basketball. And I don't think the Celtics are, I think the Celtics are going to struggle offensively tomorrow, uh, which is why I would lean the under because when the Celtics struggle offensively, they can't score at any level. It's not like they just struggle, um, you know, get into the rim. They struggle from everywhere when they're not on They're They're very, very, very bad. Um, and they really rarely scrap uh, and get scrappy, scrappy wins like that when they don't play well offensively. So yeah. I could see, um, I can see it going over or under realistically. I don't know if I'm going to make a play on this, uh, but I definitely think it's something that, you know, we obviously have to talk about within this game. Cause it's, it definitely stands out when you look at uh, the total and the spread. No doubt. So I, 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 like you said, I think, I think it's going to come down to um, if we see any more changes with the line. Uh, I think a lot of people are going to be quick to jump on the over. If you just look at basic stuff like their, their last meetings and even each team's uh, last 10, they're both scoring at a pretty high clip. Um, that would make you, you know, want to take the over, but I feel like for that reason, the under is not going to be a bad play. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. It, it did open. Uh, according to Vegas Insider, opened at two hundred six. It's down to two hundred three. Obviously, a lot of time for it to change. Um, yeah, I think I think that speaks. Yeah. I think that speaks to where the money is right now. Um, I think it speaks to how much their line is maybe off. Um, three points moving three points is 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 a lot. It's a fuck ton actually, uh, especially within the span of maybe not even twenty four hours, or probably twenty four hours. I, I bet this line has moved. Um. But, I mean, three points is, is a ton for a line to move um, on a total. And I think that means that um, – I think it really indicates that this game is going to go under. Yeah, I'm for that. I think that's that would be that would be where I'm leaning. Cool. So let's take a look at the Western Conference Finals now. Um, I know that that's going to be coming, um, coming to you guys on Wednesday. 
Uh, we're going to be releasing episodes Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays. Um, so obviously there'll be some gaps, um, but nevertheless, we can still talk about it and talk about what we like in it. Um, spread and total stops. We have Warriors. Uh, we got Warriors opening up at his minus five point favorites. Um, and we got the total being at 214 and a half. Um, I think that's a low total. What do you, what do you think about the total? Yeah. I mean, these are two teams scoring very, very, uh, very, very high totals and teams that score in, in bunches. I mean, especially the Warriors. I mean, you saw what they did uh, in that final game of their series. Uh, most recently, they just they just put it on them, and that's how they're going to win games. You know, they're a solid defensive team, but it really is those scoring bursts that are going to um, put them above these other teams. Um, so, and then and then with the, with the Mavs, you know, not really a great defensive team. You know, Luca not a great defender. A lot of those other guys, they got some good role players who can play defense, but you know they're not they're not winning by by clamping teams up. It's coming on the offensive end. So this is two two high powered offenses, and I think two fourteen, you know, pending some movement that that's going to be too low. I I completely agree. Um, and according to Bleacher Report, we have eighty three percent of the bets on the under. Um, it's gone from two fifteen to two fourteen and a half, uh, within the last yep. twenty four hours or not even twenty four hours at this point. Um. I, I really think it's too low. I think the Warriors are scoring the ball at a prolific rate. Um, I think that they can just put up points in bunches, like you said, at any given time. So I think their explosion scares me. And I also think the Mavericks are also a pretty explosive team when when the role players get going. Um, no doubt. Yeah, I think when, you know, Finney Smith is hitting threes, when uh, Bullock's in threes, when Brunson's doing his thing, they they can put up a ton of points as they demonstrated last night. Um I, I really feel like this game is going to go over. Um, yeah. With regards to the spread, we got Warriors minus five. Um, I'd be comfortable taking the Warriors minus five in a game one at home. I know everyone's I know everyone's hot on Luka and recency bias could be very, very high, which is why I think it's a perfect place to bet the Warriors. Um, Luka's been playing out of his mind. There's no fucking doubt about that. The guy's been pretty untouchable. Um, but I think the Warriors at home have had the experience. They're looking to prove something. They're looking to prove that they're not just, you know, they weren't just a four-year team, that they're a dynasty. Um, and I really think they're going to come out and win this game by probably in between five and ten. I don't see it getting above ten, but somewhere in that margin, I, I see the Warriors winning. Yeah, that was actually going to be a question that I was going to ask you here um, that connects to to some uh, – or to your pick with the total as well. Uh, the line obviously being five points. Um, and the Warriors being a great – a great team at home and besides besides the most recent game from the Mavs obviously completely handling the Suns uh in yep. game seven on the road they did struggle a few games in Phoenix losing by pretty wide margins yep um so my question to you was going to be do, do you see this game getting out of hand um at all I know five isn't isn't a huge spread but um, personally I think there there definitely is a chance that this game could get out of hand especially being a game one being on the road, um, I, I think there is a chance, and that would obviously affect yeah numerous no, things. No doubt, um, no doubt. I th- I think that the um, I think that the that the words are so explosive that you can never rule out a blowout with them. Um, yeah. The question is just going to be uh, the Mavericks' offensive game plan. Um, I think it's going to have to change because the Warriors are going to play drastically different defense than the uh, Suns. I think they're going to do a much better job of containing Luca and sending four or not four guys, but sending a couple guys at him. 
um, a little better than the Suns did. I think the role players are going to have to step up. They're going to make the role players beat them. And if Reggie Bullock beats you, you know, fucking God bless him. Um, right. But it's also a seven-game series, so he might beat you one game, but he might not beat you the, you know, the four other games. So um, I think it could get out of hand. I think the Warriors are insanely confident. Um, I think they're ready for this. I think they're back. I think the Warriors are back. Um, I think the 2016 Warriors are back. They're playing like the best basketball they've played in years. Clay, we just had game six clay. I don't think we're going to get another game six clay in game one. Um, but I do think he's going to be uh, obviously a massive factor. I think the Warriors can just handle business. Um, whether it gets out of hand, I don't know, but I do think the Warriors handle business in a, in a calm way. I think they could have a, like hold it consistently throughout the game. And I just think they, they roll the Mavericks in game one. Yeah. You know, and as we saw, um, with the Warriors last series, like even when they were down watching, you just kind of had a feel like they're not out. Like, and, and even though they were losing for the majority of the game, like you had a good feeling watching that they were going to come back and win the game. And that just goes to, goes to speak to their, to their, uh, powerful offense and how quickly they can get things going and how quickly they can put points on the board. Um, so for that reason, you know, I think if the Warriors come out hot, um, I see the game, I don't know, I see Warriors by 10 or 15. Um, I think if it goes, if it, if it stays close, then they can go either way. But I, I'd be very comfortable taking the, the Warriors spread in this game. Yeah. Um, and I just want to put out there for, for everyone um, looking to see our full cards, every bet that both of us place um, will be put on action. If you're not familiar with action, it's a phenomenal app that tracks uh your bets tracks your history um basically tracks everything and it provides odds insight uh they post articles on games um it's a really phenomenal uh phenomenal app website as well so my action is um it's the gambling couch 33 um justin you got your action um yeah i'll we'll have it linked we'll have it linked yep. after and we'll we'll be, we'll be posting screenshots as well um of our plays uh, on Twitter, that's a little easier to follow. Um, and and as Connor mentioned, actions a, is a great way to easily show picks and to track them as well. So that's probably how we'll be going about that, and that'll be an easy way to follow uh, what we have going. And like I said, that'll be that'll be on the Twitter. Yeah, make sure to follow our socials uh, at the Gambling Couch on Twitter, or is it the Gamble Couch, Justin? Uh, yeah, it is the, uh, it is at gambling couch one because of, um, I think it was length yeah, of username reasons, um, yeah, yeah. but we're at the gambling couch on TikTok, Um, uh, and we're going to eventually be bringing Instagram to you guys, or we're going to be posting clips from, uh, the recording. So definitely make sure to follow the socials. Those will be links below our action usernames. We put below, we both just made new ones. Uh, so clean slate for the new podcast. Um, I got a couple bets up there going right now. Um, but no, I'm really looking forward to, to doing this. Uh, and when we come back, we're going to go over props for, uh, both NBA games, both conference finalists game ones, uh, what we like, what we don't like. Um, so yeah, we'll be back with that in a minute and we're back. So now we're going to come at you guys with some props, some player props, um, for the heat Celtics game one as, as well as, excuse me, it's the Warriors Mavericks game one. Um, Justin, what do you have? Uh, what do you like? What props do you like for, for, for those games? Yeah, obviously I'm going to be focusing mainly on the Celtics game just because um, that's the one that's happening sooner. So 
Um, you know, with the Warriors, there's still a lot of time for things to change. Um, but yeah, regarding player props uh, for the Celtics game, um, I did like. I, there's a there's a little bit of juice on it, but I did like for the points. I like the Dwayne Dedman over three and a half points. Um, he's been playing solid minutes off the bench. I mean, relative to what that prop is, he's been playing like 10 to 12 minutes off the bench, um, filling in for Bam, obviously. And I do think, I do think with the way the Celtics uh, have been playing and how also how the Heat play defense, they're switching um, one through five. And that's going to put Bam in a lot of positions. Obviously, he's, he's a great defender, but that's going to put him in, in some tough guarding positions. And I, I could see him getting in foul trouble, um, which is going to lead to increased minutes for Dwayne Dedman. And, you know, all he needs is two buckets. So while it is minus 140 on, on DraftKings, I do think that, that that's a good pick. Um, and I do think he could easily get there in the 10 to 12 minutes that, that he does play with the Celtics um, not having great size down low. Yeah, no, I think I think it's a good pick. I also think the uh, variability of minutes that Rob Will could play absolutely factors into that. I think yep. Deadman could eat on someone like a Tice, who's a little smaller, a little un, un, or at a little undersized at that position. Um, and like you said, it's two fucking buckets, um, and he gets enough minutes that he should be able to score two buckets. And I think right uh, the Celtics uh, massive problem for the Celtics, you know, was offensive rebounding. Um, and I think yep. that's a place where he could eat. I think that's a place where Deadman could eat. Um, and I can see yep. him getting you know six or eight um, on you know four or five shots. I don't think it's going to be. You know, anything crazy, but he's going to do his job. He's a grinder, um, and he just definitely grinds shit out. Um, but moving on to what I like in this game, um, I'll tell you one guy I'm really fucking cold on is Jalen Brown. Um, his inconsistency has killed me. Um, I want him to be a number two star. I want him getting 25 a game, um, not even 25, 23, 22 consistently. Um, we need a second threat, and I don't know if he's going to be that threat in game one. Um, yeah. I think it's going to be a really, I know it's going to be a loud environment. Miami is a really tough place to play Tatum. I wouldn't, I'm not going to bet against Tatum because he's been a bona fide super. He's proving himself as a bona fide superstar. Um, Brown on the other hand has been shaky and I think he's going to have a tough game one. Um, as I see, as I do see the Celtics losing this game. So I'm going to take Brown's uh, under 23 and a half points at minus uh, 126, as well as his under two and a half threes. Uh, his prop, I know, Justin, you bet this a couple times in the regular season, seems to be a two and a half almost every fucking game. Uh, because I think he, you know, we, he, he gets the looks, he takes the shots, but he just hasn't been hitting like he usually has uh, within the past year or so. Um, so I'm really cold on Jalen Brown tomorrow. Um, I'm taking this under 23 and a half points at 120 minus 126 and uh, under two and a half threes at minus 115. Those are my two props for that game. Yeah, I actually, I actually really like those as well. Um, and obviously we know as Celtics fans and honestly, anyone that watches the games, like with the line at 23 and a half, we know that Jalen Brown is fully capable of going over that. Um, but I think, I think just due to the inconsistency of how he's been playing um, and with the under only being at minus 125, I do think that's a good pick um, regarding the, the threes. Uh, yeah. I, I was on that a few times this year at, at that two and a half line. And I thought that he had, you know, he got plenty of looks to go over. Um, but I think I think it's just going to come down. It'll, it'll be interesting to see tomorrow, um, obviously, with, like, the game flow, what kind of shots he's going to be getting. But even in games where, where he seems to have open looks, you know, he'd knock down 
um, one, maybe two, but then, you know, he just, he's not really looking for that shot. So it's just going right. to come down to the looks that he's getting, but no, I do think um, the under on that is, is definitely uh, a good bet at only minus one fifteen. On, yeah. Uh, on his, his confidence um, in step on, like step into the shot threes has been shaky. Um, yeah. He doesn't take ones that he should, and then has been taking some that he shouldn't. So and I feel like he hasn't gotten a lot of clean looks at the three, and especially with the heat, heat perimeter defense. I know that's something we talked about in the love cast that just got posted today. Um, their perimeter defense is locked down, and I don't think Jalen Brown's going to get a lot of open looks from three. Uh, I think he's going to be taking contested threes, whether he hits them, if he, you know, if he can hit three threes with Butler in his eye, you know, God bless him. I think Butler's going to be guarding Tatum, but you know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not high on Jalen Brown in this game. Um, you know, I think he'll have a game at some point in the series, maybe two, but I don't think it'll be game one in Miami. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I like both of those picks. Um, moving into another pick, I guess I'm a little on the fence about this one. I feel like this is going to be a little bit more of a lean, but I do like it because it's plus odds. Um, Jason Tatum over five and a half assists at plus 120 on DraftKings. Um, and the reason why I like this, I think in order for the Celtics to be successful, especially in this series against a great defensive team like the Heat, I think he's going to need to be a high-level playmaker. And we saw that in the, in the Game 7 versus the Bucks. I think he finished with eight or nine assists. And, and his ability to do that really opens up the floor for teammates. You know, obviously he can put the ball in the bucket. Um, and he can, he can score at all three levels. But the Heat are going to be playing – you know, great on-ball defense, whether it's whether it's Butler or, you know, one through five, those guys can play defense. And when he gets in the lane, they have guys that, are, that can cover space um, and, and play and play help defense and force him to pass the ball. So I think there's going to be a lot of opportunities for him to rack up assists. And, you know, he's been at this line for a while and he's hit it numerous times throughout the playoffs. I think in order for the Celtics to be successful, he's going to have to become a passer. And it's just going to come down to the other guys hitting shots. So at plus one twenty, I think over five and a half um, could be a good play. I yeah no I I agree. I think Tim's um, Tim's role as a distributor has significantly increased as you know as especially in the Buck series, mainly in the Buck series, as um, actually well in the in the Net series too. But they both um, in both series, Tatum has taken on more of, of a passing role as teams have realize that he is a fucking superstar and are sending two guys at him or set putting their best defender on him um, and forcing him to give up the ball. I do think that the, um, the line five and a half is, is a true line. I think taking the under would be a little risky paying a lot of juice for it. Um, but no, I, I, I do. I would lean on the over if I was going to take a, uh, take a side here because I think he's going to put his teammates in positions to score, whether they are going to score tomorrow. Uh, I don't know. That would be the only thing. I'm not really concerned about Tatum's ball movement. Um, I'm more concerned about his other teammates' uh, output. Um, but, no, I, I definitely don't mind the play. Um, so let's move on to the Warriors and um, Warriors and Mavericks. I got one prop that I love, and it's Draymond Green over 7.5 points at minus 130. Um, Justin, we watched the Warriors game the other night. And how many times did we scream for Draymond Green to shoot the fucking ball when he's right in the paint and it just led to a Warriors three? Um, yep. I think I think he's going to have to put those shots up eventually. I think he does it. Um, I think he starts doing it in this series where um, I think he takes a little bit more of a scoring mindset. I know Draymond's never scored, but I do believe that 
he's going to need to put the ball in the hoop a little more um, in order for the Warriors to to cruise past the uh, Mavericks. And because you can't rely on shooters every single night, um, that does, just doesn't work. So because of, you know, inconsistencies and all that. But I do think Draymond's going to hit eight points. I think he's going to um, get more open looks as the Mavericks are going to be so perimeter um, heavy on defense. And then to open the lineup for a lot of Draymond Green, um, you know, shots in the fucking paint um, and a lot of lobs to Looney as well. So with that, all that being said, Draymond over seven and a half minus 130. That is my prop for that game. I like that. No, absolutely. You know, he gets – he does get into the paint a lot. And I think teams know that he's not really going to shoot. Um, but he, you know, if they if they want to – if they want to succeed and if they want to make it to the finals and have a chance at winning, I think he is going to need to – instead of passing up some of those looks, he's going to need to take them because, you know, it's not going to be – it's not going to be as easy as just kicking out for threes all the time. You know, he's going to have to get to lane and finish some of those little floaters that he's fully capable of doing. It's just whether or not he's taking them. Um, so, no, I like that. I think seven and a half is – is a reasonable play. Um, as, as I mentioned earlier, obviously the Warriors game isn't until Wednesday, so there's time for things to change, um, and it's definitely early to lock in some plays. But just quickly looking at it, um, I do like Andrew Wiggins over 15.5 points at minus 110. On DraftKings, he's been a guy that I actually wasn't really a big fan of, but as I've been watching the Warriors more the, the most recent series, uh, I've been a big fan of how he's been playing. Uh, he's been knocking down shots, which is something that he struggled with earlier on in the season. He's been shooting well um, from the three-point line. And I think that the War- or, excuse me, the, uh, the Mavericks might have a hard time guarding someone like him who's not technically their primary scorer. You know, they're going to be dealing with guys like Steph and Clay, and that's where most of their attention is going to be on. Um, so if we see something like Luca on on Wiggins or something like that, that's going to be a great matchup, and he's going to have a lot of opportunities to to score the ball. And I think at, at only minus one ten, I think fifteen and a half can be a great play. And he's going to have to do well um, in these in this series, and if they make it to the finals and the finals as well, if the Warriors um, want to be winning these games. Yeah, no, I, I think it's a good play. I think that the um, I think you got to start. You know, I think some role players on this Warriors team have to step up eventually. Uh, losing Gary Payton sucked, um, and Jordan Poole hasn't been playing great. Um, we know the Warriors are prolific scorers, and they can go on fucking runs like nobody else. But what, what happens when they can't? What happens when they don't go on those runs? What happens when Steph goes fucking ice cold? He goes two for ten. What happens when Clay goes one for eight? Like, it, that's going to happen. I think it's going to happen uh, at least one game in this series, or if not, a few. Um, because that's just how shooting works. Shooters get hot, shooters get cold. Um, so I, I think that Wiggins, uh, it could be Wiggins, Draymond. Um, I know Looney stepped up big time with the rebounds, but somebody I think is going to have to step up on the scoring load, um, whether it's Poole, Draymond, or Wiggins. Um, I you know, I kind of like all their overs because I think somebody's going to step up, um, and it could be all of them. Yeah. So, um, But, yeah, no, I think yeah, that covers – I, I think that – Justin, you got anything uh, more to say before we move on? Yeah, I was just going to wrap up that last point. I just, um, I, I just don't think the Mavericks have the defensive depth to deal with all the firepower of the Warriors. And I think someone like Wiggins, who it's crazy, like you almost forget it because not not all people necessarily agree with it. But him, like him being an All Star this past year, like obviously he's he's good, and obviously he he can play at a high level and being surrounded with guys like Draymond, who's a great passer, Steph obviously draws a lot of attention. 
Clay draws a lot of attention. Having someone like Wiggins as like a third option who can knock down shots and who's going to be having more favorable matchups, I think uh, he can absolutely get there. Yeah, no question. Um, so I think that's great. I think that covers uh, our props for uh, both games. So make sure to follow our actions for when um, we finalize and settle on some props. Uh, make sure to follow our actions. Turn on notifications. We'll follow you back too. If you follow us, we'll follow you. Put on notifications so that you get alerts whenever we post a bet. Um, our full cards will always be on there. You can check how we do last 30, last seven, yesterday, today. Um, but yeah, we both have a clean slate. We have new actions now. Um, but yeah, no, that's that's going to be that for uh, props. When you come back, we're going to be rolling into some MLB, um, MLB, NHL, possibly some soccer. So stay tuned for that. And we're back. We're going to give insight, um, some insight and some picks for NHL, MLB. And I got a soccer play as well for you guys coming to you for Tuesday. Um, this pod's going to drop Tuesday uh, at 12, if not before. So that'll give you plenty of time to listen to the pod and then uh, take our plays, take our bets, um, make sure action, like I just said, uh, notifications on. We will um, be posting every single bet that we place on DraftKings on action. Um, so, yeah, we're looking forward to, uh, to getting into that. Justin, MLB, what do you got? Yeah, so um... – I'm not big into to betting MLB. Um, I'm I'm trying to get more into it as as NBA is wrapping up. Um, obviously, MLB kind of owns the summer, so that's something I'm looking to get into more. But yeah, I uh, I have one pick that I do like, um, and it's it's the Reds, which I know they've been struggling. Um, they're not the best, but I do think uh, this could be a solid play. Um, and I'm going with the Reds uh, plus five – or sorry, plus .5 runs in the first five innings um, against the Guardians. Um, Red starting pitcher coming in at 1-0 and um, with a 1.59 ERA. So he, he's played well – or he's pitched well in, in the game that he, that he did win. Um, Cleveland starting pitcher, however, is 1-3 and with a 4.68 ERA. So I do think in the first five innings – um, the Reds can cover, and I think that that could be a good bet. Uh, I'm not going to touch the full game, um, but I do think the first five innings, uh, that could be a solid bet. Yeah, um, I know the Reds are in a lot of turmoil with, uh, you know, every fan and basically every player trying to get the owner to sell the team because he's a he's a dickhead. Um, but, no, the Reds, the Reds have shown flashes that they're a, a semi-good team, although their record is fucking dog shit. I think that they um, can hang with the Guardians for the first five. I like the play. Um, I have a two-unit play for you guys. It's a two-unit parlay. Um, Ray's money line and Yank's money line will get you to even odds, both over minus 200. Um, I, I, I don't see why this isn't going to hit. Um, if you follow, when you guys follow me in action and throughout this, the course of the podcast, you'll see I'm big into two teamers, especially in the MLB where, um, you know, you got minus 200 favorites and you don't want to risk playing the run line. Um, the Rays are playing the Tigers and the Tigers have not been great all year. Uh, Miggy's their best player and he's fucking 39 or 38 or something like that. So, um, at home, I think the, 
Rays are going to get it done against the Tigers. Um, McClanahan's on the hump, or on the bump, sorry. Two and two with a 2-5-2 ERA. I don't see the Tigers lighting him up at all. And I see the Rays bats taking care of business. The Rays are minus 265. Um, combine that with the Yankees. Uh, right now, they're minus 195 um, on, on DraftKings. That can vary over the next 24 hours. Um, they're playing the Orioles. Uh, it's in Baltimore. The Yankees are 26-9. Their bats are hot. Um, they got a guy pitching that's a, that's, has a 3-1 record and a 2-9-4 ERA. Um, Watkins is pitching for the Orioles. He has a 5-1-9 ERA. Um, the Yankees tend to take care of the Orioles. Uh, the Orioles are usually just are bottom of the AL East, although that's the Sox right now. But um, I think the Yankees take care of business in Baltimore. They just did it tonight. Um, that game just wrapped up. And I think the um, I think the Rays take care of business too. So if you parlay those together, you get even odds. I think you even get plus 103. So that's going to be my two-unit play. Um, both those teams just on the money line. You don't want to risk taking the run line. It gets gets dirty, gets shitty. Um, so just take both of those spreads, combine them, you get even odds, and I, I think that's a phenomenal two-teamer. So, yeah, that covers MLB. I know we have a couple NHL plays. Um, I'll start with my NHL play. I'm going to take the under seven goals in the Lightning and Panthers game, and – I think that the um, I think that the total is high. Obviously, it is high because both teams can really score the puck. But I think if you pay the juice, um, you know the line is uh, under seven at minus one twenty five. You're paying the juice. You're paying for the cushion at seven. So if it gets to three three, um, you're safe in overtime with a push. Um, I don't really feel like this game is going to get to four three in regulation um, or four four. Sorry, four four in regulation. I can see it ending four three. I really can't see it ending four four or five four. Um, I, I, this is this is the playoffs. Teams are going to be fucking going crazy. Uh, I mean, playoff hockey is so fun to watch. Everyone gets really physical. Everyone gets amped up. And while both teams can really score the puck, I think that seven is really high. And I think paying the under with the cushion um, is a good bet. So I think that's a pretty safe bet. Yeah, I like that. And um, in the other game, actually, I'm going to be I'm going to be well. I'm leaning towards the over um, in the avalanche game. I believe it opened at seven. I think it's down to six and a half um, now. And the over comes in at minus minus one thirty uh, on DraftKings. And I know, you know, the avalanche uh, best team in hockey. So I think, I think if the blues come out and score first, I do think this game goes over. I think a lot yeah. of goals will be scored. Um, just looking at, uh, each team's most recent games. Um, Blues have been scoring a lot of goals. Um, just looking at within their last 10, their last three games against Minnesota, they scored um, five goals in each game. So, yeah, just looking at looking at the uh, the Avs' most recent games, um, they've also had very high-scoring uh, games coming at, like, a game with uh, their most recent game, five goals, game before that, seven. Um, and then two games prior, they scored seven again. So um, both of these teams can – can score. Um, so again, I do think that if the blues come out and score first, I do see this game going over. Um, obviously, uh, abs are a great team. So if, if they come out hot and they score, you know, I think this thing might be over early, but, um, I do think that six and a half, uh, over can hit at, at minus one thirty. So yeah, Justin, I like your I like your hockey play. Um, obviously, we don't know the game very much uh, from an X's and O's perspective, 
But I think that those are both great plays. Uh, Justin, your play and my play as well. Um, that can make some coin. So with that being said, I'm going to get into my soccer play really quickly. Uh, it's going to be Liverpool minus one and a half against Southampton tomorrow at minus 105. Um, I don't know if it's a full unit play, rather just a lean. Um, but the thing is, Liverpool needs these three points to stay within um, stay within the reach of Man City in the Premier League title race. They originally weren't going to play any of their starters. Uh, that was until in, in this game uh, tomorrow. That was until Man City drew with uh, uh, West Ham over the weekend and really kept Liverpool in the race because if Man City loses or draws another game and Liverpool wins out, they they are Premier League champions. Um, they have a, they have a very important game coming up in two weeks time, the champions league final, which is basically like the NBA finals. Uh, but it's one game it's, uh, for the championship of Europe, basically who owns Europe, what club is the best club in Europe. So it's basically the biggest stage, uh, and the biggest game in Liverpool, uh, do want to be healthy for that, but the premier league is also something that they desperately would love to win. And I think they're going to put a good lineup forward and take care of business against Southampton. Who's, who's pretty terrible. Um, I think they can, I see this game going uh, 3-0, 3-1 Liverpool's favor. Uh, they've just, you know, won the FA Cup or sorry. Yeah, the FA Cup, they're playing phenomenal soccer right now, football. Um, so yeah, that's that play. Um, with that being said, I think we're just going to run down our full cards and then call it. So just real quick uh, to go over my full card, Heat minus one and a half tomorrow against the Celtics. Rays, Yankees, money line parlay gets you to even odds. Um, and that would be my two unit play. Um, Liverpool minus one and a half, minus 105. Uh, Jalen Brown under 23 and a half points at minus 126. Brown under two and a half threes at minus 115. And then finally, Draymond over seven and a half points at minus 130. I know that game is Wednesday, but that's my full card. Justin, go. Yeah, I like the sound of that. Um, so for me, going backwards here, um, starting with the NHL, I believe I like the over in the Avalanche game. Uh, over six and a half. Um, that's my one NHL play. Uh, MLB. Um, looking at the Reds and Guardians game, first five innings, I like the Reds spread or uh, run line at plus, plus 0. 0.5. Uh, and then NBA, um, not really touching the spread in the Heat game, the Heat Celtics. Um, I'm going to keep an eye on the the uh the line for points because i do like the under um but official plays for that game um some play some player props i like my favorite is probably Dwayne deadman over three and a half points it is juice minus 140 um but you could potentially throw something like that in a parlay um but regardless i think that's a good play uh, i think i, also I forgot to oh sorry go ahead i uh i do like uh the jalen brown under two and a half threes that you gave out. Um, I think that would be a solid play. And then lastly, I like the Jason Tatum over five and a half assists at plus odds, plus 120. Um, and then lastly, with the Warriors game, I'd say I'd lean on the Warriors spread. And then my my official play from that game, um, obviously a lock and change. But as of now, I like uh, Andrew Wiggins over 15 and a half points. Uh, coming in at minus 110. So that's all I have. Um, obviously, we're only going to be coming out with these episodes like a few times a week. Um, but I'd say to to stay fully up to date with 
what we're doing, what kind of plays that we have. I'd say the Twitter is the best place to check. Uh, Obviously it's a lot easier there to post things quickly. Um, And it doesn't have to be any sort of full episode or anything like that. So obviously with a lot of things changing, especially with NBA, Twitter is the best place to stay updated. Um, And that's something that we'll be um, on frequently and posting on frequently. So um, with that being said, Connor, you got, you got anything else to say? I think I forgot to mention my uh, hockey play under seven uh, goals in the Florida Tampa Bay game, minus 125. Um, but besides that, no, I think you summed it up perfectly. Uh, go follow the Twitter. It'll be linked below. Our actions will be linked below as well. That way, um, you know, if there's any game breaking uh, or, you know, breaking news, breaking whatever, um, you'll be notified of it on our action when we act accordingly, uh, as well as the Twitter. So make sure to go follow us on all of our socials, the Gambling Couch on TikTok. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm really excited for this podcast and uh, thank you guys for listening and uh, we'll see you on Thursday. Peace.